0: Episode 33, let's go. You already know who I'm with. My buddy and pal, DJ Khaled. Hit him with another one. Now what am I going to be talking about today? Robert Oppenheimer and the the research and development that he did to create the atomic bomb? No. Am I going to be talking about Jeff Bezos and his $500 million, 145 foot yacht? No. I'm going to be talking about... A phenomenon. A phenomenon known as fog. We know what fog is. You've have encountered a foggy day, but that's not the fog that I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about the fog that is in our lives. The fog that mystifies the reasons why we do what we do. Do you even know why you do what you do? If you don't, It could be that your life is enshrouded in fog. And once you remove that fog, guess what you have then? Clarity! And once you remove that fog and you have clarity, now you can move in an intentional and purpose way. Hey, don't take my word for it because the subject of the matter of this episode is going to be rule number three in the book Beyond Order. Written by none other than Jordan B. Peterson. And if you don't know Jordan B. Peterson, you go learn today. So let's crack open that book. Let me let me turn to the page and let's get down to the nitty-gritty. So take out your books, take out a pen, a paper, because you can go to school and not receive an education, but by golly. You're going to receive an education on the third rule in Beyond Order, written by Jordan B. Peterson. So, let's go hit him with the bam, 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 bam! Now, a little bit about Jordan Peterson and why you would want to research this guy. Look him up on YouTube. He has a podcast. A little bit about him is he is a clinical psychologist. He's been teaching at Harvard At this college in in his hometown of Canada for over 30 years. So one of the most brilliant speakers that I've come across. Um, And that, you know, other intellectuals have verified and he's peer-reviewed. His books have many, many tens of thousands of five-star reviews. And he's a little bit of a controversial figure because he speaks the truth. And these days, a lot of people can't handle the truth. So, rule number three. Rule number three in his book is do not hide unwanted things in the fog. Now, why would you not want to hide unwanted things in the fog? Another uh, comparison would be sweeping things under the rug. You know, just because you sweep something under the rug doesn't mean that it's not there. And rule number three in the book, Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life. Rule number three, he's trying to help you out. This Harvard-educated, brilliant mind, his third rule is do not hide unwanted things in the fog. And within that chapter, there are little segments. And this segment starts off with the question, what is the fog? So, let's kick it off. Jordan Peterson. Imagine that you are afraid. You have reason to be. You are afraid of yourself. You are afraid of other people. You are afraid of the world. You are you are nostalgic for the innocence of the past, for the time before you learned the terrible things that shattered the trust characterizing your childhood. We've all had, you know, this is coming from me. This is your boy, Ruby Rube, going to be interjecting. And we all have had our trust shattered and that feels like shit, right? Back to Jordan Peterson. He writes The knowledge you have gained of yourself, other people, and the world has embittered more than enlightened. I can agree with that, right? I like that phrase. The knowledge you gained of yourself and of other people and of the world has embittered more than enlightened. You have been betrayed, hurt, and disappointed, You have become distrustful, even of hope itself, as your hope has been repeatedly shattered. And that is the very definition of hopelessness. The last thing you want is to know more. Better to leave what is enshrouded in mystery. Better as well to avoid thinking too much, or at all, about what could be. When ignorance is bliss, after all, tis folly to be wise. Imagine more precisely that you are so afraid that you will not even allow yourself to know what you know. Knowing would simultaneously mean hoping, and your hopes have been dashed. You have your reasons for maintaining your ignorance. You are afraid. Perhaps there is nothing worth wanting. You are afraid that if you specify what you precisely want, you will simultaneously discover, and all too clearly, what constitutes as failure. You are afraid that failure is the most likely outcome, and finally, you are afraid that if you define failure, and then fail, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is what you have failed at, and that is your own fault. Now, this is your boy, Ruby Rube, interjecting on what we just read. Failure sucks. Failure doesn't feel good. There are ways to fail. Um, I don't know who said it, but you fail forward. You learn from your mistakes. And the inventor of the light bulb said that on his way to discovering how the light bulb worked, he learned 10,000 things that didn't work. So... If you don't succeed at first, try, try again. But going back to the the little segment in the chapter, what is the fog, when you specify what you want precisely, you will simultaneously discover what constitutes as failure. So when you say to yourself, hey, this is what I want, this is what it's going to take to get there, and then you try to get what you want, because you have specified what it is that you want, and then you work, and then you don't get it, well, that's going to come with some feelings of, of resentment and the, those feelings that failure brings along. But we're going to have to step out of what we know and potentially into failure to strive for the things that we want. More of Jordan Peterson's writing. So you do not allow yourself to know what you want. You manage this by refusing to think it through. You are happy, satisfied, and engaged sometimes and unhappy, frustrated, and nihilistic at other times. But you will not inquire deeply into why because then you would know and then you would encounter yet again shattered hope and confirmed disappointment. You are also afraid, but for different reasons, to allow others to know what you want. First, if they were to find out just what you wanted, then they might tell you, and then you would know, even if you were fighting against gathering that very knowledge. Second, if they knew, they could then deny you what you truly wanted, even needed, and hurt you more, much more efficiently than they might if your deepest desires and therefore, your vulnerabilities remain secret. So once again, when we identify what we want and we convey that to others, then there's vulnerability there because they can deny. They can deny giving us what we wanted if indeed it was something that required gaining from someone else. So rather than that potential of failure, feeling vulnerable, identifying what it is that we truly want and or need, rather than potentially wrestling and grappling with those those feelings and emotions, a lot of people remain in the fog. Jordan Peterson writes, The fog that hides is the refusal to notice, to attend to, emotions and motivational states as they arise, and the refusal to communicate them both to yourself and to the people who are close to you. A bad mood signifies something. A state of anxiety or or sadness signifies something, and not likely something that will please you to discover. The most probable outcome of successful articulating an emotion that has accrued without expression over time is tears. An admission of vulnerability and pain. Sheesh, you know what? Uh, I like that part that he that he written about. The most probable outcome of successfully articulating an emotion that has accrued without expression over time is tears and an admission of vulnerability. Articulating an emotion that has accrued without expression over time as tears. I like that because that means that we are stifling our inner voice of what we truly want, our spirit. Our spirit leads us with emotions and feelings and wants and desires that are of the highest value. And those higher value feelings and emotions, they have to be dealt with. They have to be expressed. They have to be outwardly and diligently worked at so that they can come into fruition. But when we deny ourselves and we don't successfully articulate what they are, The pain of stifling and numbing and allowing those emotions and wants and desires to remain in the fog? Well, uh, the inability to articulate an emotion without expression over time is tears. And why would they produce tears? Because we're in pain. We're in pain because we're living in fog. We're not living and rising to our highest potential. Who wants to dig down into the depths of pain and grief and guilt until the tears emerge? And getting to know yourself. Who wants to dig down into that depth when you can just go out and chill? When you can just numb yourself? When you can distract yourself? There's so many other shallow pursuits that will give you a, a instant dopamine hit than getting to the root cause of your problem. And that is your boy Ruby Rube interjecting. That wasn't some Jordan Peterson, but hey, I have been greatly influenced by jordan peterson so i have been able to embody and understand some of his work and that is just my interpretation of it so back to jordan peterson he writes who wants to dig down into the depths of pain do you want to do that once again here's your boy ruby rube do you want to dig down into the depths of pain and grief until the tears emerge you don't want to Take it from your boy, Ruby Roo. In order for growth, we need to identify these things. We need to remove that fog. We need to gain clarity. Seneca says that if you don't know which port you are sailing to, then no wind is favorable. So how do you know where you want to go? How are you going to set your sails to get you to the port that is more desirable than where you currently are? You're going to have to dig down into the depths of pain and grief until you start to cry. Quit being a little bitch. Do those digging. Hey, um, I know what to get you for your birthday. I'm going to get you a shovel, a backhoe, uh, a jackhammer, and that's going to allow you to dig into yourself. So put on your hard hat, your gloves, take out the shovel, and dig into yourself. Keep digging. Now, when we start to, or when we continually stifle... And don't state what it is that we want, what our problems are, when we don't get to the root of why we are, why we are, why we react in certain things when we continually get pissed off for no reason. And we don't articulate our needs and desires and wants. Jordan Peterson writes, show your disappointment whenever someone close to you makes you unhappy. Allow yourself the luxury and pleasure of resentment when something does not go your way. Ensure that the person who has transgressed against you is frozen out by your disapproval. Force them to discover, with as much difficulty as possible, exactly exactly what they have done to disappoint you. And finally, let them grope around blindly in the fog that you have generated around yourself until they stumble into and injure themselves on the sharp hidden edges of your unrevealed preferences. So what he's saying there is, how can you expect other people to navigate within your wants and desires if you clearly can't even articulate what it is that you want. So when we can't articulate what it is that we want or things that will be helpful to us, how can we expect someone else to navigate through the fog that we have enshrouded ourselves with? We expect people to read our minds? Is that who we we are dealing with? A bunch of mind readers out there? How can we expect people to do the things that we need them to do that will that will move us in a higher direction when we don't even know ourselves. Jordan Peterson writes, Success at a given endeavor often means trying, falling short, recalibrating, recalibrating with the new knowledge generated painfully by the failure, and then trying again and falling short, often repeated, ad nauseum. So, he's giving you a key Success at a given endeavor often means trying and falling short. So in order for you to be successful, know that trying and falling short is part of the successful process. Jordan Peterson continues, sometimes all that learning, impossible without the failure, leads you to see that aiming your ambition in a different direction would be better. Not because it is easier. Not because you have given up. Not because you are avoiding. But because you have learned through the vicissitudes of your own experience that what you seek is not to be found where you are looking. Man, facts. Uh, Essentially, we have to try and do things and he had used a key word of calibrating. You know, we move in a, s- a certain direction that we feel is better and then as we go and we learn and we fail and we see that, you know, this isn't the direction we should be moving in, at least we know that that path and that journey end- leads to a de- a dead end and we can recalibrate and we're not giving up we are not giving in because or avoiding because it's easier but we have learned through the vicissitudes of our experience that what we seek is not found where we are looking or it is simply not attainable in the manner by which you choose to pursue it man i love all this growing i love all this learning when you learn you when you learn you grow when you learn you are energized when you learn The universe gives you God, your spirit. It fortifies you and it brings energy into your spirit. It's like, hey, keep going. Keep going. And there's going to be a fire put within you when you remove the stagnation and fog from your life. And you're like, you know what? We know that I'm moving. I'm doing my best. And because of that, things are going to start to open up and be revealed to you that otherwise would not be revealed to you if you would have chosen to remain in the fog. Jordan Peterson says, So what might you do? What should you do? As an alternative to hiding things in the fog. So hey, here is the answer. If we're not going to leave things hidden in the fog... Jordan Peterson says, Admit to your feelings. And he has that written in italics. So I took my highlighter, I highlighted that. Admit, your, admit to your feelings. This is a very tricky matter. And it does not simply mean give in to them. First, noting, much less communicating, feelings of petty anger or pain due to lonesomeness or anxiety about something that might be trivial or jealousy that is likely unwarranted is embarrassing. The admission of such feelings is a revelation of ignorance, insufficiency, and vulnerability. Second, it is unsettling to allow for the possibility that your feelings, however overwhelming and convincing, might be misplaced and in your ignorance pointing you in the wrong direction. So, hey, we can be led in wrong in the wrong direction by our emotions. It is possible that you have misinterpreted the situation entirely for reasons of which you remain fundamentally unconscious. Man, this is coming from once again a Harvard psychologist. This is a book that takes a maturity to understand, digest, reflect and comprehend. But when you get to a level where you can read this, read these things, and interpret them, digest them, understand them, this book helps you remove the fog from your life because he writes, it is it, it is possible that you have misinterpreted the situation entirely for reasons of which you remain fundamentally unconscious. Now we have these biases, these these. Um, perceptions that are skewed based on the incomplete knowledge and fully understanding of situations in our lives. We can look at something and completely miss the mark and interpret it completely different than how the situ- the situation is based in reality. It's because we are who we are with all of the um, unconscious Things that we have Grown to believe We're looking at it Through a skewed lens So once again This this book is Inviting you to look at yourself And say Hey I don't have it figured out These things are Enshrouded in fog And it is possible That the Or it is possible That How I'm seeing the world Is not how reality Actually is. And now, yeah, that that takes you feeling, uh, as Jordan Peterson says, a revelation of ignorance, insufficiency, and vulnerability. You don't have it figured out. You don't know it all. And you are vulnerable because you are now stating what you want, not getting what you need, and failing and falling short. So we got some growth to do. Sheesh. And you know what? When you learn these things, it should fire you up. You should want the answers to all of the things that make you who you are, why you do what you do. What type of man wants to live a life enshrouded in fog? I, I don't know. I think less of a man. You, Do you know why you do what you do? Really? All right. Hey, if you do, great. Oh, keep, keep going. Keep it up. I'm rooting for you. It is for such reasons that this trust is vital, but trust of the mature and tragic sort. A naive person trusts because he or she believes that people are essentially or even universally trustworthy. But any person who has truly lived has been or has betrayed. Someone with experience knows that people are capable of deception and willing to deceive. That knowledge brings with it an arguably justified pessimism about human nature, personal and otherwise. But it also opens up the door to another kind of faith in humanity, one based on courage rather than naivety. I will trust you. I will extend my hand to you despite the risk of betrayal, because it is possible through trust to bring out the best in you and perhaps in me. So I will accept substantial risk to open the door to cooperation and negotiation, and if you betray me in a not-too-unforgivable manner, assuming a certain degree, shall we say, a genuine apology and contrition on your part, I will continue to extend my hand, and part of the way I will do... That is best. Uh, that is by telling me what I am feeling. So um, we have to work together. Um, I'm not reading this this uh, this chapter in 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 its entirety. He was talking about uh, working in in a marriage uh, with that part. <sighs> Let's see. Best best to find out what is true. Best to disperse the fog and find out if the sharp objects you feared were were lurking there are real or or fantasy. And there is always the danger that some of them are real. But it is better to see them than to keep them uh, occluded. What the hell? O-C-C-L-U-D-E-D Occluded? Occluded? But it is best to see them than to keep them occluded. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to Google that damn word. Hold up, I'll be right back. Alright, I'm back. I did my my little Google research. You know, the, the great thing about living in today is that you can illuminate the words that you don't understand. And you know, Jordan Peterson uses a rich vocabulary, a complex vocabulary, because this guy is very smart. So in order for me to raise my intelligence to understand what Jordan Peterson is talking about, I bust out my Google. I type in, hey, definition of occlude. Occluded, so Jordan Peterson says, but it is better to see them than to keep them occluded by the fog. Hey, I just learned a new word and so did you, occluded. Occluded by the fog. Occluded means Uh, To hide or obscure from prominence or view. Hey, I just learned something today. And you learned something today too. Occluded. Word of the day is occluded. But it is better to see them than to keep them occluded by the fog. Because you can at least sometimes avoid the danger that you are willing to see. And I'm going to end it right there with the last sentence because you can at least sometimes avoid the danger that you are willing to see. So let's remove the fog, people. Let's um it's better to see than to keep things occluded <laughs> Until next time, you know what I plan you know, what? this is only this is only rule number three of twelve, and this is just a little segment within the chapter. So how much more intelligent do you think that you would be If you were to crack open some books, specifically by Jordan Peterson, and if you were to take your time to read these things, digest them, internalize them, and then try to reflect on these rules that this mind that Jordan Peterson has is, without a doubt, more sophisticated than mine. He's more educated than me. He has hundreds of peer-reviewed papers that have critically acclaimed that what he is writing is on par with what other psychologists see. So now because we have identified that, you know, everything that I just mentioned, I can uplift my life and my intelligence and my understanding on how the world world works a little bit more. I can understand how I work a little bit more. I can remove the things that are occluded in the fog in my life and gain clarity. And when I do that, not only do I elevate myself, I can elevate the people who are closest to me, i.e. my family, my children, um, these peers that I have. And when I get better, there's that old adage, the circle of your friends are the average of who you are. Now I'm raising my average and whatever group that I'm in, I am going to raise the average of them, too. It's similar to in triathlon. When you ride by yourself, you will go much slower than if you were to draft and become in a peloton. A peloton is a group of people who are moving in the same direction and they all block each other's wind. And when you block the wind and you move together, that group will move much faster than if there was just one single rider riding by themselves. And that's just through the, the drafting, the aero dynamics. Uh, NASCAR does it. You'll see the car just ride on the bumper of the other one. So I want to raise my intelligence so that I can raise the average of the group, of the circle of people who I'm in, and we can elevate each other and be like a peloton moving through all the friction that life throws at us and we can be in an aerodynamic position and just cutting through the wind together. (laughs) Hell yeah. So until next time, thank you for listening. And it's onward. Always onward.